can't like stand like this. Like the pop music and my of hips uh, one side was her like contemporaries and really likes uh, the artists, uh, or the, the, the like female artists of the 60s. So Who is this? Uh, Amy Winehouse said this. Okay. In part because they wrote these love songs that were all about, although they were very, very powerful personalities, these women were expressing this longing to become become a part of something greater than themselves with their relationship, like a a desire to. I, I'd have to put. I'd have to find out. I, I know. Where, I know. I can find the quote, and I'll send it to you. But there's something richer in that. Uh, whereas contemporary female artists tend to have a more transactional view of romance. But if you're still going, whoa, that's interesting. So I'll send you this clip. How do we get there, though? Well, I'm not. I'm not sure. They reference uh, Beyonce and uh, like single ladies. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, it's like we you you had your chance to have me. You didn't exercise it, and now I'm elsewhere, so you can't do anything about it. And it's it, it's very transactional way to look at a relationship. But I think it's going to take a few times before. The, the the place that they yeah. arrived at was that because I like all of our relationships. Today, there's something that you want and something that I want, you know. Or uh-huh. we all want something out of a relationship. Uh, but but there's these there's all these really really complex layers of misdirection. Where like let's say like if if I'm in a a romance with someone, uh, we obviously want things from each other, but there's so many layers that that like the transaction is kind of filtered through to make it more opaque. Yeah, and they they kind of theorized this this conversation I'll send you later that. Uh, those layers of misdirection are what make relationships rich. Those layers of misdirection. You know, like we want things from each other, from each yeah. other, but like the layers in between that make it ambiguous. Yeah. Are, are what makes you have rich relationships? So like Like what? What do you mean by those layers of between the layers of misdirection? I guess is what you're, like what so you mean. So if we have a if we have a relationship where I want something from you and you want something from me and yeah. we just like like let's say. We have a purely business relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just wild. Uh, although we, so dumb, people do need things from each other, and that's the reason that we have relationships. Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the Everything the aspects of the relationship that make those so like, the transaction so this, uh, like ambiguous or indirect. Okay, like there's. I mean, maybe we're friends because we. You know, is not strong that could mean who knows what reason but the yeah. less the less direct it is the more ambiguous it is okay the more kind of like layers of ambiguity yeah I can't yeah I can't I guess I'm kind of yeah that's what they mean by layers of misdirection okay yeah the less direct okay that makes sense yeah yeah it's less direct yeah but those those layers of indirection like I've been having yeah yeah are what constitutes the richness and so you're saying like in without song it's very direct yes like if you like it you should put a ring on it yeah very direct like it's like i'm just i was here for what you wanted me for yeah transactional yeah yeah yeah. like 
Yeah, that's really interesting. I never thought of that. Because then, yeah, if you... Because it's all the other reasons why they have a relationship other than just putting a ring on it. Because if it's just putting a ring on it, then it is. There's not much of a relationship at all. That's interesting. I never thought about that. That's weird, like, how... Really how we that's what I mean though how do we get there if that's where we are now and even the songs are different that's, I guess that's what I was kind of mentioning and I told Natalie I like talked to her about this sometime just the power of music and even when I mentioned Disney movies earlier it seems like a lot of their messages are hidden in the songs and it's like why is that is there a power to music and then even thinking about where we are now like how you've mentioned the songs were different before and now like are the songs a very reflection of where we've kind of come and to with I humanity. And what does it say? Well, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Really, like, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I hadn't, I hadn't like, connected those two before. What do you mean? Uh, I just hadn't synthesized like uh, that, that fire and brimstone conversation about the kind of trends of where we're going and how that relates to... It is good in some ways. Uh, how how the songs yeah, that we're singing might be an indication of what our trajectory is. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. How to medicate? Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that'd be something to relook at. It's just crazy. Yeah, everything going on and you know, stop me if we've talked about this before. But I've heard a lot of people, specifically people who lived through the late '60s. Compare 2022, 1968. There's other ones too, but I can't think of. I have not talked about this with you before, but I'd like to. Well, what is it? I just uh, I've heard a lot of people compare it to 1968 because the social climate was really comparable. There's a lot of race-related tension. There's a lot of distrust of authority. It's just like, oh, we don't It just feels like there's a lot of uh, like writing in the streets. Things are kind of bubbling over, and it, it feels unstable in a similar way. Yeah. And, and people have wondered. I could really have it again. It wouldn't be. So I've had conversations so with people I that go roughly. What are some ways that this this situation could play out in our like, nation? We'll just give you walking pneumonia. Right. Yeah. And they're and like, just take it. Are they scary? Like, well, okay. well. So I've heard a, a bunch of theories, but the one that I like, yeah. the one that I okay, like well, because it's favorable for us and it seems plausible. Okay, well, clear, like, is that don't have this, then what would happen in the next decade is what happened in the, the decade after 1968, so in the 70s, bad. which was uh, an increased interest well, in different to, forms of consciousness and people turning their their attention not outside but inside and experimenting with psychedelics for example altered states right altered states and uh, that was reflected in the the music and it's in some ways our music is uh, is kind of calling back to the 70s our style is calling back to the 70s our interest in psychedelics there's a major major resurgence in interest in the psychedelics yeah that's I mentioned that I was talking to my mom about that too I feel like I feel like there's a move towards that and a move and I was like, I don't know that that's, I don't know, I, I, I wonder, like, if that's, to me it seems like that could almost be a good thing, but then my mom, like, talking about how she kind of saw that cycle before, like, in the 60s, and how, like, um, a lot of 
people seem to just go out there mm-hmm. and not really get much, you know? Like everybody, like that's what she said, is everybody was experimenting in psychedelics and they were searching for truth mm-hmm. and wanting that, but they didn't really seem to find it. Like she mentioned the Beatles and she was like, they all did that. And they all experienced like experienced that and were out looking for truth, but she was like, but they never really seemed to find it. It seemed like they were just always still searching and still searching. Well, there, there was a giant uh, resurgence in uh, interest in Christianity as well in the 70s. That's what, I, that's what I kind of mentioned to her. I was like, it seemed like if people were searching for something internal or something beyond, yeah. like you're talking about like searching for consciousness and like what the searching beyond just materialism to me that would almost seem like a good thing yeah um because you could find more but then i'm like i don't yeah it's really that was that's another thing too is like even with psychedelics what do you think do you think it's all mental or it's hard to say i mean i haven't used psychedelics i haven't either although it's uh, it's profoundly interesting and I've, I, I, the way I've heard a lot of people describe it is one I've heard people describe psilocybin mushroom trips as the most positive experience they've ever had in their life yeah and they say it's then the way they describe it is they're like yeah. it opens them to not just like a psychological realm it sounds like it's, yeah. it sounds like it's more of a spiritual realm right I've heard people say also that uh, psychedelic experiences they've had felt I'm very more real nice. than this than conventional consciousness yeah it's like it's as if this was the trip and that was the reality yeah yeah it was just really really I don't know if strange is the right word it's it's interesting I guess but then I don't know what to make of that because I'm like because some people have asked I'm like because you hear people that have actually done it and that's what they'll say like it's a spiritual trip and it's real and but then I asked other people and most people I guess people probably that haven't done it and they seem to think it's all just uh, psychological mm. it's just I like being drunk or something mm. but then I what oh I <laughs> peanut oh He's so cute. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone had to appreciate. It. <laughs> yeah, he's okay, cute. Continue on. I don't know. But I, I don't know. That would be interesting because even listening to the songs back then, like you're talking about, like there's yeah, they're a lot different, and they have layers. Oh, the I was even listening to American Pie the other day. I came on and I was like, whoa, that's incredibly profound and deep. Like, especially right now, thinking about it in our society right now, too, and how people, I don't know, just, it just that, the the day the music died, it's like, man, just that one line, it's like, wow. Man, my, um, people don't write songs like that anymore. Man, I I gotta, I'm trying to remember the name of it. There's, my dad sent me this Billy Joel song. Yeah. I want to say Miami 1987. I I might be getting the, the year wrong, but the lyrics go yeah. the premise is uh, that, that people had to abandon Manhattan Okay. and the chorus goes I saw the lights go out on Broadway and they talk about like blowing the bridges up from Brooklyn and just watching it float away 
Um, but it's it was kind of profound because, uh, and then that th- they're all in Miami now, <laughs> for whatever reason. But uh, it's profound when you kind of think about the way Manhattan is right now. Uh, yeah, like the lights are out on Broadway. Yeah, it, and yeah. It, like he when he wrote that, the the idea of the lights going out on Broadway was ridiculous because, well, for obvious reasons because. The, the demand is so high. People are always in Manhattan, yes, always going to see Broadway shows. Like the the just actually. to imagine what it would take. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're living in a time where I the lights are out on Broadway. Yeah, that's just and that's that's fascinating. Like that, yeah. That he kind of spoke that before it happened, but then the fact that he probably actually saw it. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not sure how to explain that. Like like the fact that you. When I brought up fire and brimstone rain down, like you actually saw that. But honestly, like, mm-hmm. like you said, well, it's happening right now. Like that was your response. Like that's happening right now. You look at so it's kind of like to see those things spiritually, like before they're even. I mean, not that fire and brimstone. I mean, it might actually could literally happen. I guess, but like, like he probably literally. Like spiritually well, saw like the light like what does that mean? The I saw the lights go out on Broadway. It's like that. Like he probably saw the the spiritual reality of it before we got to the physical reality of it or something. Like like kind of even bye bye Miss American Pie drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. It's like if you think about the spiritual meaning of that, it's like that's I'm not I'm not eating any more of that American dream, and I'm not I'm I drove to. The, the fuel up station there just wasn't anything there like there's nothing left the day the music died like I don't know just the, uh, this this spiritual meaning of that it's like and the spiritual meaning of I saw the lights go out on Broadway like you could actually see that happening before it actually manifests in the natural yeah which is interesting I was gonna get a pine cone but to see it that many years in advance I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really like pine cones and yeah, that's really interesting. But then, it, I yeah, I don't want to get back to psychedelics too. I don't even know, I don't know what that I, means I for us as society. It's interesting thing of where we're at right now. Anyways, like where we've gone. Like as you hear people talk about that, like kind of the enlightenment and then the the surge of like uh, materialism and everything like, and how it's all kind of led up to this climax and now here we are with all this mm-hmm. tension and mm-hmm. even the I was listening to a thing today about masks as veils like how we're even wearing masks and how it's kind of a deconstruction of the individual which is like I don't even know or a deconstruction of the identity like you're hiding your identity which is really fascinating because I'm like when we think about identity politics and everything we've done and what are they calling that now too it's kind of a it's not they don't call it identity politics anymore but when you're grouping people together you know what I'm talking about tribalism maybe in a sense that's not the term that I've heard used cultural Culture wars. Whatever. Cultural relatives. I don't know what they're <laughs> calling. I don't know. Saying these words that but like you're, they're yeah. taking groups of people and you're you're grouping a like, bunch of people sorry. together and yeah. you're kind of and erasing the individual. Like you belong mm-hmm. to this well, group to set over here. Like, like, oh, so they still like, like it. I've heard that. The, the, it's kind of hard to describe. But then even with masks and the fact that everybody's wearing masks now, it's kind of that was kind of the podcast they were talking about. It's like it's almost like. We're just like, I don't know. in 
like I and I he was tying in the way he tied in the pulling down of statues yeah. and the mask wearing mm. as almost one and the same was really fascinating like mm. you're um kind of with the mask you're um deconstructing like the you're basically like they're tearing down these all these images we have all these structures we have and then in the same time we're in society we're kind of deconstructing our own like image in a sense and we're tearing down the image or the previous image we have of our current culture we're wanting to tear all that down with the statues and at the same time we're even Aww. still wanting to deconstruct so like yeah. the image of she, not ourself, I guess individually, uh, but oh, our whole society or something. Yeah. And yeah. it's like we're kind of almost coming to this unveiling moment so when we're gonna take off the mask and step into something else and don't know what that's gonna look like or something. I don't know. It was just weird listening to it and then hearing you mention that with the psychedelics and like how there's this re. Is that where we're going? What do you think? Is that where we're going? Well, it's so interesting that it's. There's all these events coinciding, like the the fact that the pandemic coincides with the. So you guys went to Nashville. Wow, it was a long day. All the activism, activism that uh, is related to the statues. It's interesting that I want to say that it's a coincidence that it happened at once. Yeah. Because it didn't necessarily need to. Yeah. Maybe it's not a coincidence in a kind of grand way. Maybe if there wasn't a pandemic, the reaction to some of the race-related tensions might have, might not have been as exacerbated. But who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what's there. I'm. I'm sensing that there's something significant there, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's really. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'd love to hear more of your thoughts. It's really interesting. Like, yeah, it's interesting to think that when you bring up 1968, like, and it's like, hours, no big deal. But like three, it's like. So do you think we've been there before, and, the, like, and we're just kind of stretch always sucks. redoing yeah. something we've already done as a society? Well, I hope so because it means that we live to fight another day. Yeah, that's true. You know, and maybe. <laughs> Maybe all seeing each other in masks, uh, it could be, it could be constructive in the in the sense, or at least to the extent that it lets us identify with with other people that we wouldn't otherwise. Like that we can we can be unified and see ourselves as a species that is cooperating against forces that are trying to destroy us instead of fighting with each other. That's interesting moved to Nashville. It is a reminder that we are we're we're having a battle that's not with each other. And that's extremely unifying. Yeah. Or it has the potential to be. Yeah, it does have the potential to be. That was the one thing that when the COVID pandemic thing first started happening globally, I was like, that was one thing I thought was really interesting about it is I was like, wow, we're all partaking of the same sufferings. Every person on the planet. Awesome. It's going through the same suffering. We're all unified so in through suffering, which is kind of sad, but yeah. we're all. But then it's like we almost lost sight of that, and that's weird. Or here and there we have. It's even 
Like, it'd be nice to if everybody looked at it that way. And I think we started to, but then I don't know. But then even with the mask thing, it's like, I've encountered, and I'm sure you might have encountered this too, is like where if you're not wearing one, it's all of a sudden like you're, you're a problem or you're, because I was getting, I was going to the courthouse one time and I, I thought I was required to wear a mask, so I just had one on, and there was another lady coming up that had one on, and then these three people went in before us and didn't weren't wearing one, and she stopped before she went in and looked at me, and she was like, it's obvious we're the only people around here that care about people, because I was wearing a mask and she was, and so all of them didn't care about anybody else around them, and I was like, I was just like, I wouldn't say that, like, I was like, that's a little bit of a harsh judgment call, but it's like, it would be nice if we were more unified and like hey let's all I don't know Really? even but it's like now there's this weird division that's come about because we can't agree on how to address the problem and so now it's like almost creating this crazy I mean even in the politics it's like if I were like Trump's like we need to reopen this and then it's like no he's doing it wrong like if I were you know if Biden wins let's do it this way and so it's like and then if you don't do it this way you're be, you're a part of the problem and if you yeah I don't know it's tragic that we it was a moment that should have unified us yeah and it it polarized us yeah huh. Maybe we need some psychedelic mushrooms. Come together. <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, I mean, maybe, maybe so, man. I mean, the extent to which we can we can unify and it feels like what happened in the '70s in part is that people just got fed up with the the conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, the conflict that comes from infighting and polarization. I'm hoping that we can escape that. Yeah, me too. So, what are the other well, theories people have brought up? Were they all bad? Yeah. Like the direction some of them we were go? bad. Yeah. Well, there's there's some that are just carnage. Some are really horrible. You know, this is related to the concerns that that Nietzsche and Dostoevsky had, where when you have a culture that uh, abandons its sense-making mechanisms, these ones that have worked. You replace them with these pseudo moralities or these kind of pseudo ethics. For example, the mask wearing. It's like people have a sense of who's good and who's bad based on things that are just totally deranged. Right? For example, like whether or not. Uh, people like, act in accordance with like mm-hmm. whether or not people I, post I just, something on their she's, she's social really media about Black Lives Matter just, yeah. or like so you have this really shallow uh, forms of uh, kind of ethics no, yeah. that emerge I don't look like when when you when your more powerful <laughs> stuff falls away like your yeah. more powerful <laughs> sense making and like just idea. show me all the trash so in that that is uh, in the in the past has been fatal. Yeah, and so that's that's also something we need to navigate away from. Yeah, I texted Hannah, and I was like, "That's interesting thinking about." I mean, like, what is that called? The intellectual dark web is what they're calling it. I think for a while with Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris, but it's like, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And Brett Weinstein, yeah. I don't know where Brett Weinstein. He seems a little more open to that, but it's like he still is. 
Is that your other sister? Afraid to. It doesn't really look like. Like he wants he those higher. No. I've seen pictures um, of her. Like, he doesn't want to lose sight of that pounds. and wants to keep society. Like he's almost been giving warnings about that. I feel like. Oh, big time. Um, yeah. Big time. But at the same time, he doesn't believe I, in God, which, like, which is really interesting. If this well, it's is just, what I look like, yeah. Then I need no. to get like there isn't a fear of God, like I mentioned before. No, no, like there, well, there is in a sense, but yeah. You know, there's there's kind of a combination uh, of a position that I, it seems like Brett Weinstein holds. Uh, she does look different in those. I'd place him somewhere between like the Peterson and the Harris, where he's yeah he's got a lot of faith in objective uh, our ability to like look at the facts and make decisions based on them that are in our own good. Mm-hmm. And so he might say uh, he might say of religion. This again. Okay, Maybe might not might not be literally true, but we need to behave in this way if we're going to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but and it's very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of it devoids it a little bit of the of the the poetry. Uh, yeah, but they—they, they do, I mean, they're people who recognize the need for morality. For yeah, and people who are very interested in morality, post. although they. I saw you post that. But like you said, it's. Yeah, thanks. It has to be morality based in that, because yeah, otherwise. It was the best. Like you just mentioned, so if we if we get away from those those higher ideas, it's like then we we still have a desire for morality and a desire for justice but it gets perverted very quickly but it might be good enough and it may not be perverted if we could all say these ideas these christian ideas although they like let's just say let's just imagine they're not literally true but let's pretend that we all are going to do really well if the majority of us believe and act that way and Right, because that's how, not just as a society, but as individuals, that's the way that we're going to be the best. Uh, That's the way that our lives are going to go the best, is if we behave that way. Yeah. They'd say, we need to behave that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think the thing that's hard is like, is it does begin to... Like you said, it, and it seems to go very quickly, but it begins to deconstruct. Um, even, even in that, because yeah, it's just weird to see a lot of people I know are would say that they're Christians and would almost say that they're more Christian than um, than cons- conservative older. Christians like the fathers or something that yeah. hold to these traditions or something mm-hmm. and they would say they're almost more Christian for letting those those traditions go and being more accepting of everything going on in culture and I'm like I feel like we're slipping over into chaos when we're doing that and I think we're watching that happen because it's like because um, even in that it's like if you're not as accepting as I am so probably the same, like similar you're inferior like, and you're a plague on society <laughs> and your traditions are plaguing our growth as humanity like you know, does that make sense yes. yeah and that's that's really scary yeah because it's like they want more that's what i mean they it's like people want morality and they want justice but it's like it's not you're having no respect for your fathers or your previous or the previous traditions and then it's like if they if they disagree with you they're in the way of progress and we need to get rid of them and that's very scary 
that that you see that happening. But hopefully that'll fade out. I don't know. It's a frightening, frightening idea. Yeah. I mean, it's a mind virus. Yeah, mind virus. That's a weird. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. I mean, we know that there's a number of things in the, in the 20th century, particularly ideas that got a hold of people that were uh, they the, they got an, uh, they got a hold of people and they wiped out societies. Yeah. Or at yeah. least at least just open a door to hell on these societies that would just unleash carnage and yeah. those uh, mind similar mind viruses. Uh, I, you know, I kind of at play now, a year. Great. Yeah. Thanks. I actually felt way better at that than I did this one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's me, it's, it's terrifying. I, I do, I do think, I really hope that we take the right turn. It's weird talking about these things too, because I'm like, I'm not thinking globally. It's very... Like just United States, like we've ideology. Got a, we've got right enough. Now. We got enough. To, this is a big radius, you know. Or yeah, we got enough to think about here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but it's like I, with everything going on, it's like been, it, I wonder what the the rest of the world is like looking at us thinking right now because I feel like well, everything going. But maybe that's just because I live here. But I feel like everything going on in the United States is just kind of like roll into the holidays with no self control. It's at a climax, and it's kind of like watch world. We're about to we're about to offer you a pattern for destruction, or we're gonna birth something new and beautiful. But it's one way or the other. Like we're coming to this groaning as a society in this climax point, and it's like we're either going to somehow like rebirth almost like have this rebirth into something new gotta or, rise from the ashes yeah or we're going down it's like yeah. it seems like yeah. one way or the other yeah. not to be doom and gloom I mean because it could be the other way I don't know but but it seems like I don't know like you said there's a lot there's enough going on here because it's like well I don't know I mean people people internationally who consider themselves our enemies are licking their chops right now because we're looking it's pretty weak. That's, yeah, that's one thing. Like, I mentioned that too. I was like, that's like, I was like, when people talk about Russia or China, like, because I've heard someone mention like that they were saying like, you know how, uh, I I just heard like there was some Christian prophecy that said they saw November elections and then they saw Russian and Chinese troops in the United States on the American soil. And I was like, whether that's going to happen or not happen. But then when I heard that, I was like, it's surprising me that they haven't already done that. I'm like, when they look at, because I, I mentioned that someone, I was like, with how divided we are in this country right now, I don't know that another 9-11 would unify us the way it did before. Like if, literally, if someone just blew up something in this country, you might have half the country rejoicing. And like, I don't know that we would come together like that again. And I'm, so I'm like, why haven't they done that yet? And then someone mentioned to me because they're worried that Trump's crazy enough to actually bomb him back or something. And I'm like, he probably is, but... Well, one thing, you know, there's... I don't know. There's this video being passed around. It's an old video, a couple of decades like, old, about a. A Russian government agent talking about the strategy that they had to destabilize, destabilize nations, and uh, they go on to say like, "This is how you dismantle an enemy." 
and it takes decades, but I this remember, is how you do like, it. Like and described like what anyone watching say, would in, interpret as what's going on in the United, the United States. States. I'll send that to you. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a little frightening. It's it, on paper. It, it sounds very uh, tinfoil hatty. Yeah. 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 I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Um, uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah. But yeah. Idea. But. Yes. Everyone like scraped a lot of mm-hmm. us, you know. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I've, 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 this is what I mean. It all boils down, like, <laughs> yes. it, it was so good. one thing, like, I told Natalie, I was like, it's weird, like, thinking about, because I was just thinking about preachers and stuff, and like how traveling preachers, they preach the same message, like, three times a week. And I'm like, how could someone do that? But I was thinking about it, and I was like, if there's one thing I feel like I could say over and over and over, it's that everything boils down to pride and humility. And I'm like, it's all pride. Every problem that exists in society stems from that one root. And it's like, that's that's where all these problems are coming from. That's what it's one person against another person, because uh, either I'm seeking my own, or I'm self-righteous, or um, it's pride, self-seeking, self-righteousness, all of those ideas. That's where war comes from, everything. And I think that would... And I wonder if that's, like, I'd like be interested in seeing that video, because I wonder if that's what it has to do with... Because I could think, especially when you have a... In our country, there's two side like basically two sides you know republican democrat whatever uh, conservative liberal however you want to see it and then just to to, continue promoting pride in each one just makes them more and more divisive against another like because now you did i mean and i see that even in a lot of christianity like it won't listen you won't even listen to the other side like, yeah, because scary. you're Greg, conservative well, Christianity, I guess. Because we're, uh, we're like, I'm a Christian, I'm a conservative, and so I'm not even going to... Like, I literally ran into that where Biden... That's what it's telling now. Like, Biden made this statement recently, and I heard it was a Christian, like, station was playing it, and they, they played just... But then it's probably gonna irritate my mom if she hears this because my mom was with me and I got so upset because yeah. a Christian a Christian station they played a clip that Biden said and this he said his true statement and that's all they played they didn't play anything else and then they started to just kind of rip him apart just because Biden said it and I was like she's good are we that div- like like that divisive to where you won't even listen to the other side I'm like what he said was actually true and it was valuable and it was something he basically said America is an idea and we failed to live up to that idea and I was like that's a true statement and that should be always be a true statement because if the idea of America is one nation under God you know we were all like uh, created equally I was like that's an idea and we're never gonna live up to it if we're a nation under God if we're under God we're never gonna live up to God yeah and it's like and if we do that's a that's a bad thing like we should always be striving to that higher higher idea and I was like so Biden made this true statement that I thought was really valuable statement and then that's what hurt like I think bothered me the most is it was a Christian like I was like it's one thing if it's a Republican like then I get it you tear Biden apart that's your agenda but I'm like it's a Christian station and they're so blind because they're so 
their idea is right and they they keep like continuing that pride of like my idea is right so now i'm that pride of my my idea and my side and my conservative side is right to where like i can't even listen to him anymore that's pretty weird isn't yeah it's kind of weird I don't know. What are your thoughts yeah. on all that? I'm like, what? What? What was that? Was that video kind of something along those lines? Or like, I forgot what video I was referencing. The Russian one. Oh, uh, yeah. I, or what was I'll, have to, I'll have to send it to you. But yeah, um, yeah, it was similar to that. But I, I, I also. I resonate with what you're saying, and my heart kind of breaks for the same reasons. Yeah. It, it's interesting. This conversation coincides with a lot of interest from people that I know in an interest called uh, a documentary called The Social Dilemma. Okay. Have you seen this? No. Well, it's about social media and uh, a lot of the consequences in the. The effects that it's had on uh, our polarization, uh, so kind of our, our our health as a nation, as a as a global community, and as individuals. Yeah, and it's 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 quite shocking. Yeah, and turkey always turkey. It leaves you with this feeling that these social media forces in our culture, these there's certain technologies in our culture that are potentially fatal and uh, definitely uh, driving up the polarization in our country and uh, like rewarding rewarding types of content that drive people apart yeah and so uh, we've really got to reckon with these things that are just objectively destructive yeah that's what that's what I think why I got upset the most because I was like this is a a Christian station that I know for a fact because I kind of came out of that like circle I know like I was familiar with it and I'm like I know probably thousands and thousands of people are listening to this and just eating it up and that's exactly what they were doing is creating more polarization like even though they said yeah America's an idea so they acknowledged some of what Biden said was right but they were like but it's more than that but then they continued to kind of almost like mock him and it was like you're Christians I was like and you're creating more division and more polarization I'm like why are you engaging in this also it's like yeah it's, I don't know yeah it does it does like you said like kind of breaks your heart to see it and it's so we don't do like yeah I don't know it's weird I don't know that's why like even this year I, I haven't posted anything about a while but I just kept posting stuff like I don't know you might have seen everyone's while I'd post something and it would just be like repent that's like well, it is. I don't know if people have the right context for that because um, it's not like penance and not beat yourself up it's just like it really means just turn like stop and there's humility and there's a turning around and like repentance leads to Christ that's the pattern is uh, like repentance it makes the way for salvation it's because like that's the pattern in, in the in the Bible that's and that's the pattern that manifests it's when you get on your knees and say like I need a savior like I'm 
I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's this place of humility. It's not a place of beating. I think some people have the context of like, oh, I'm a, I'm such a sinner. I got to beat myself up. But that's it's not that's not repentance. It's a turning back your focus to God, kind of like you're talking about, like with Nietzsche and all those ideas. Like, let's let's repent and turn back our focus to to God and say we don't know what we're doing. We were born yesterday. Able to like out where she thought all she these stories like you're talking about have been here for thousands of years mm-hmm. and we're throwing them in the trash like what are we doing we're like in my I mean 32 years old it's like I don't know anything I'm a child and especially when you look at all humanity and like yeah I don't know even if you're even if you only believe humanity is like 5,000 years old it's like still I'm still a child in that and so, like, yeah, repent. Like, just imagine. Like, I mean, realize you don't know everything, and you gotta, you gotta cry out for a savior. It's like that's the pattern. I don't know. I don't know. You know what it sounds like? What? It sounds like we're in the end of the Lion King too, where the lions from the Pride Lands and the lions from the Outlands. I really need to watch this. Are tearing each other apart. Yeah. And what happens is. The the two, the prince and the princess from both sides who love each other, they're on opposite sides. Yeah, they they step into the middle of the fight and put themselves between the fight, and they say we're all the same. Lizzie and Sam, don't you? Yeah, they say, you got to stop fighting. Yeah, like the fox and the hound, they put themselves in. I'm gonna throw another idea at you, and this is one I think. <laughs> no, like I really need to watch that movie because, like, I think I think everybody does. You brought it up quite a bit. I think we all learn from it. But so even um, Christ. So like, this is an idea. I thought you like um, Jesus taken literally. Like, say he was a literal man. He he walked. He was really God in the flesh. He died. Okay, but then probably just gonna spend it alone uh, so you can yeah. read it literally mm-hmm. the story of his life but then you can read it prophetically mm-hmm. as a pattern mm-hmm. and i'm like and so jesus left like the body of jesus he came is god came in a body of jesus and it's like and now jesus left and now he's already we're the body of christ christians are supposed to be so i'm like if jesus is a pattern it could involve that same that same uh, story line for Christians like come to that point kind of like at the end of Lion King like I'm gonna lay down my life I, that was just a thought of mine because like okay here's a weird thought is like I I thought because um, everybody has the idea of the rapture like I'm sure you, you know in most people's context is you just disappear or something I, I don't know what people think I've heard of wrong any you've heard you've just I've heard about this I've, I've heard about the rapture yeah 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 yeah. Well, I just had this. I don't know why. I guess I just thought if I'm just gonna disappear, I'm not gonna miss it. But I was like, if I'm not looking at different ways this could happen, then I might actually miss it. And so my thought was like, what if the rapture actually is like worldwide martyrdom? And I was like, that would be a weird thought. Like. But it could kind of almost make sense because the the, I know. I wish they were the, the Christian church, the body of Christ, following his pattern of the world unjustly kills you, but you go out like a lamb, like like Jesus did, a lamb to the slaughter. He opened not his mouth, and you 
you say forgive them Lord they don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. like like when when the world hate like hates you I don't know it's just like when you said like those two stepping out in front and kind of like willing to lay down their lives I don't know if that's I haven't seen that so I don't know but that's basically what happens and they're willing to sacrifice themselves or something yeah yeah but they even I don't know that was just my thought is like what if the world comes to that point of like hey the, they think we'd be better off if all the Christians and their ideas were gone and then the Christians and we're just like we responded the same way Jesus did as like forgive them Lord they don't know what they're doing this is sad and actually had our heartbreak for humanity and I'm like well what if that's what the rapture looked like and that was the catching up of the saints or them going home and to me I'm like that would almost be a more beautiful witness than just I don't know what do you think about that it's interesting I have a t- I have a tough time getting to, to concrete ideas about the rapture as a phys- yeah. like a literal event yeah uh, I can kind of speculate about it but I feel like it doesn't it's it's less interesting to me than talking about what it represents what do you think that, yeah what do you, I'd love to hear well, I'm not I'm not sure but if we I'm not sure about the rapture specifically but if we imagine a scenario where uh, people feel compelled to sacrifice like, themselves to to just stand up for their convictions or uh, specific, specifically to promote peace mm-hmm. and yeah. unity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it engages the empathy like, of, of people who are, who are involved and that's really uh, a missing component is that there's our empathy is just not being engaged. Uh, hmm. it, it, it feels like that's, that's a reason why it's powerful. You know, like we have, like in the in the late in '68, you had uh, Martin Luther King get assassinated and uh, Bobby Kennedy get assassinated, and it was in part it was like these events that uh, made this made the temperature cool down so much because people's empathy engaged and they. Kind of like, yeah, like in a way, the two towers, like that happened, and then people's. Well, now I know. You mean kind of along those lines, like people unified like, and put it, down their it's differences. It's unifying. It's unifying to it's see sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I guess two towers wasn't like intentional sacrifice, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose I, it's. I see what you're saying. Yeah. When. When we see acts of sacrifice and acts of selflessness, mm-hmm. it, it diffuses conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in The Lion King, yeah, they, they were willing to do that. Yeah. Huh. I'm not sure what the rapture means. It's not something I thought enough about. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a whole different topic. I, my thoughts on it, and that's the more the more I think about it, the more I kind of, like, my personal belief is that that will be what it looks like. Um, I don't think it's going to be... I've always heard, like, you left behind movies, Christians just disappear, and I'm like, what does that do for humanity? And what does that do for people who are left? If the Christians... Because, I mean, that's kind of the... The idea of it is is it promotes this escapism mentality. Like, I'm a Christian. um, God's going to pull me out of here then to hell with the world. 
I'm like, that doesn't sound very Christian to me. Like, like, you know, I'm like, I don't know. But then if it would, to me, I'm like, if it was actually the rapture was the gathering together of the saints was like a gathering of a harvest where you cut the harvest down. Like, so all the Christians are cut down and they all die. What's well, interesting because like, we're we're t- so the rapture feel to me it always feels like it's a it's far reaching and it's speculation that we we have pretty concrete ideas about something that's derived from a a pretty uh, poetic and symbolic piece of culture. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's hard for me to say. Okay, of course we. Yeah, it's hard for me to interpret it that way with any degree of confidence. Yeah. I think the reason why I thought I feel like maybe it would be I'm I'm learning I guess I don't know that I'm like con- concrete on my ideas at all but I'm like if it were like worldwide martyrdom or genocide of well first of all there's this weird it's kind of a weird little I mean we saw that with the Jewish community and Hitler basically all that genocide but I'm like what if that happened repeated itself with Christianity and I'm like it would depend God would have to somehow redirect Christians' hearts to get them to the point of... Because they would have to respond the right way. Otherwise, it would not, I think... You'd have to respond like Christ. And, like, the lamb led to the slaughter. He opened not his mouth. Like, he went silently. He didn't kick and scream. He didn't throw a fit. Like, he... He committed himself to God, who judged righteously, and trusted God when the world treated him unjustly and killed him unjustly. And it's like... If we as a Christian community did that, it's like, I, I guess my thought of why I think that would promote, honestly, I think it would promote, oh, I don't know the right way to say it. Like, I'm just thinking of what would happen. So, like, if, if you had the world, like, kind of go into this like reject the Christian ideas and say we're going to do it our way like the Mm -hmm. Christian ideas are our tradition and they're standing in our way from progressing into a new society that we want so let's just get we get so fed up with Christianity and the Christians we'll just we'll just eradicate them and so then as Christians we respond like Lord this is sad everybody's like like Jesus forgive them Lord they don't know what they're doing they're in darkness like and then all the Christians are wiped out. So funny. And then, but like, I mentioned Paul so all those people are left, but then, like, what happens if they realize <laughs> they're wrong? It's it like, takes he who is forgiven much, loves much. Like, it just, and then, it just perpetuates more mercy. Does that make sense? Like, like, it's, I guess that's my thought on it, is like, in my thought, if I was in that point, and I, I like, I killed somebody, like I, or got him out of my way, or like even just disagreed with him, and I just shut him up, and then I realized later, like, man, I was totally wrong, and you go back and get forgiveness, it's like, and you realize, like, man, I was, like, I was in darkness, I was lost, like, thank God you're willing to have mercy on me thank god god's willing to have mercy on me then it's like mm-hmm. if the humanity did that to christians and christians responded rightly and didn't go kicking and screaming then it's like then when they came into that that forgiveness later on it would just perpetuate more and more forgiveness and more mercy and i guess that's why i'm like 
I don't know that I'm tending to lean that way or just kind of watching that way. And I'm not, I mean, like, that's the thing. I'm not hopeful that all the Christians will get martyred or murdered or anything like that. It's just like, it was a thought I'd never had or really heard the church even mentioned before. It's like, hey, what if the rapture actually looked look like, you know, Jesus going to the cross? Like, what if that looked like the, what, what if that looked like the rapture? Or like even in the, like how all the apostles died, they all did the same thing. It was basically, I mean, I heard they were all martyred. Well, it's interesting know, so. because the, it feels like it, it conflicts with me. It conflicts with what I, suspect is most people's interpretation of what the rapture would be like because oh it definitely conflicts well largely because it feels like the purpose of the rapture is to spare christianity christians from the suffering that's about to befall the wicked world yeah but that would yeah but i mean you are Right, but they're yeah, they're, it's weird. they're suffering to be spared from like suffering. Her on her life. They're suffering to be like, spared. If you yeah, if I we say they're that. martyred, it's like her social, her her take, I mean, it's it's kind of a poetic yeah. idea, but it's yeah, it is, I guess. But it's diff it, it's difficult for me to yeah to get there. Immature. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. You know, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely different from because most of the time it's definitely so different from I think mo- almost every Christian I know of their, their idea of it because most people when I do when I have brought up in the past they're like well I see Jesus coming in like glory and that's like and I'm like well the Jews like that's my thought is that I'm like the Jews saw the same thing and then Jesus came and he he wasn't a king and a conqueror and then they missed him and I'm like I, I don't want to miss him Mm-hmm. If he manifests himself in in this nether self-sacrificial way, mm-hmm. I want to be watching for it. I don't know, but I yeah, I get that. That's that's hard, and it's like uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird thoughts to me too, because I'm like, man, what is like what is like true suffering even like if I was just if someone came up and put a bullet in my head like uh, like I mean we do that with dogs we put them down to put them out of their suffering and it's like to avoid the suffering and if it's like humanity as a whole if if they're if the direction they're going isn't to a pit of psychological hell or whatever kind of hell they're going towards it's like could that almost be a a way to avoid the suffering but it is like you said it's like they're the Christians going through suffering to avoid suffering it's really almost like yeah weird it's a weird idea it definitely is a strange idea Uh, I don't know <laughs> you know, it, when you when you when you start all the end of the world talk, it it makes me remember Graham Hancock's lecture about the the ancient civilizations and oh he has all, he has all these theories about well he, I think I know there's a, there's a theory about what might have wiped out this ancient civilization and what might wipe out us or what what we should be afraid of and he suggests that there's this there's this thing called the torrid meteor stream which is essentially uh, a ring of uh, asteroid debris in our solar system that's orbiting the sun and 
it has a path that we collide with every July and November. And we've identified a lot of the objects in it, but certainly not all of them. Wow. And so all the time, like all the time, we're like, oh, that was a close one. Oh, that yeah. was a close call. Yeah. Oh, that was a close call. And so uh, there's all these just giant chunks of debris that could just wipe us off the map. Yeah. That, that we're coming in contact with every year. Like, where our, yeah. we're just... The torrid meteor stream, because they originate in the part of the sky where the constellation Taurus is. Uh, but there's just this stream of meteors that we're... That's interesting. We're just... It's like walking blindfolded th- like through a six-lane highway every every year you know hoping that there's yeah, not yeah. a car coming yeah <laughs> yeah that's crazy i did not know you were going there with that that's interesting wow you mentioned have you did you ever watch that movie because you mentioned the end of the world or i guess i mentioned it i really don't um do you ever watch that movie noah uh, with Russell Crowe no it was, you might find it interesting I, I thought it was interesting it's definitely not biblical I mean how, how biblical can you make a two hour movie on a little passage <laughs> you know so it's like it took a lot of liberties but it was interesting but there was one line I thought like that really stood out to me and one of the this girl's talking to Noah and she says something about it she's like says something and she looks kind of like really concerned she says something about the end of the world and he just like kind of almost looks like his face like he almost looks like like confused like mm. by what she said and he's like it's the beginning like and it was just weird to think mm. that like it's not the end you're just stepping into a new sort of thing like even with the end of the world it's like when all these things come to their climax and their close it's like it's, it's really just in, in, in entering into a new and so it's not a it's not necessarily a doom and gloom message. So Even with Noah, it was like, mm. I mean, I guess it was in a sense. It's a doom and gloom for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody. Yeah. The same one as yeah. I Yeah. But yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's really, it was, I just thought it was an interesting line. You might find the movie interesting, though. It was like, yeah, because they had the, they had like fallen angels in it, but they were like rock giants. Interesting. Which I heard like kind of comes from like uh, some sort of mythology. I, I don't know. You might be more familiar with that. No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you see Exodus? That one. Was, that, that was another one I thought was interesting. These are two that came out not too long ago that I know most Christians hated. Every Christian I heard of like hated them, and then I watched them and I was like, huh. They're definitely I can see why Christians hate them, but. I thought they were actually kind of interesting mm. uh, to listen, like to watch, and okay. like the one with Exodus Sorry, is um, no, okay. Christian Bale. I don't know. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. But even in that one, like um, the some of the plagues, they would they almost like explained it away, like like the water turning to blood mm-hmm. eventually, like in the thing, like all the crocodiles kind of went nuts and attacked mm-hmm. each other and right. and so the water turned to blood. So it's kind of like, that naturalizes it or mm-hmm. in a way. So I don't know if that's why people hate it. The other thing I thought was, the thing I thought was really interesting in Exodus is God appears to Moses as a child. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm sure most Christians hated that idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was their interpretation on the son of God. Mm. maybe but it was really but I almost thought it was an interesting idea because it's like God's manifesting himself 
to Moses in this way, in this movie, as a child. Yeah. And in the same way, when you read the story of Exodus, after Moses brings that entire nation out of Egypt, like they're birthed through the Red Sea, they're birthed out of Egypt. And then he mm. kind of has to raise them like a child. And so I was like, it's kind of weird that God would manifest himself in a way as a child. And then Moses has to kind of raise this nation from childhood. Mm. I don't know. It was just weird to like think about it. I'm like, uh, like I'm not. I don't know. It was. It was. They're just interesting movies because they're because they're so kind of off base from your normal, your normal interpretations or teachings on on the scripture. And you're like, wow, someone, someone took it this direction. That's interesting. I don't know. It's really crazy. Of doing, like, Is it? Whole, I don't know. Well, like, there's the there's something there's an idea that has never occurred to me before that just hit me while you were saying that. Yeah, you were talking about the, the child thing. The easiest way to to get here or to enter in this idea, I think, is to talk about. Totally. Well, early humans. The way that they conceptualized their, their world was largely social. Okay. So, and they, they built on top of, we have these kind of cognitive layers, and then we build on top of them. Okay. We have to build on top of what's already there, like earlier, like how the, we use the father imagery, the father language to represent something that it was like. I really like how you brought that up. I'm going to be thinking about that a lot. Yeah. Well, sim- similarly, uh, it's interesting that I'm not sure what the, the term for that phenomenon is called where you have to build on top of layers that you already have but all symbolism is uh, works that way where there's abstract ideas that are higher up yeah, and they're just based on lower ideas. Yeah, like that's all symbolism is. It, it works because your brain uh, is just traversing the same like neural pathways. Yeah, no, no. Okay, as, as, I think I'm following now. As what's now. in the what's yeah. in the underlayers? Okay, yeah, I think I'm following now. Yeah, a little bit. And so, yeah, I I can't really. I'm not. I'm kind of circling the idea, but I can't hit it directly. I, I, one, I need to figure out a word or a phrase that describes that phenomena where you, you're building on cognitive layers to get to new ones. Okay. Like yeah. the, the phenomena of using the word father to describe uh, tradition. So like tradition or we could call it the past or uh, yeah. the thing past. you've inherited. Like, that's an abstract idea. The thing you've inherited. It's more you abstract. Inheritance from so fathers. yeah. So you have right exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's it's similar, but you could say at the very very bottom of our cognitive layers are the things that are very concrete, things like fathers. Mm-hmm. It's a very very concrete. It's yeah, very yeah. real world. But then abstract yeah. means like not concrete. It's like yeah. Well, you totally uh, Six to seven. Mhm. Yeah. Right, um, and so. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, massage, yeah. Yeah. So whatever the word is for translating the concrete to, it's generalizing, really. It's, so what are your ideas with the, when you mentioned, like, the, when you mentioned child, like, what are you, what are you trying to go with that? 
it never occurred. I mean, you brought up the fact that it was interesting because there is. There's like some some. It's thematic in that movie. The child, the idea of the child is thematic because because the nation is birthed and acts. It takes on the behavior of a child. Right. Yeah. Like it. I mean, quite. I don't know. She's like literally, but like, you know. I mean, that's the idea of them going through the Red Sea. It's like the the waters, the waters of the womb. Like the woman's water breaks and the baby comes through. It's like that. The nation is birthed out of Egypt that way, and then into the wilderness. Yeah, it is like a child. Mm-hmm. So that's why Kirk said to stay. It makes you wonder, is a profound story one, like let's say we have this cognitive structure. Okay. Or at the, at the very bottom we have the concrete things. In this case, a concrete thing is the child. And then this story uh, is rich in part because it traverses, uh, it traverses that concrete idea and it goes up the structure and built like it builds it builds on top of the structure mm-hmm. and explores things that are built on top of the child so the the idea of emerging emerging from a place is built on the idea of birth like that's the concrete uh, there's kind of like these abstract things that are that emerge from the concrete and so maybe a good story is good in part because it it deals in one section Maybe that's why we relate with the. We say it was good because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's gosh, not a, there's not really a complete formed thought here, but it, it's something that I I'll have to explore. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right with you. I'm like my mind's kind of like going through these ideas. Can you have that? Like you said the son or the child is like a foundational that we build upon you can you have that without the father do you mean could you have the son without the father yeah no right i mean well in that case I, i'm not sure it, it feels to me like they both kind of occupy the same the same lateral plane in the cognitive structure that would be very interesting because talking about even in Christianity the father being the son and the son being the father even in the same idea like mm-hmm. it's the same way like Jesus being God and God being yeah. Jesus and um, we kind of we conceptualize the Holy Spirit kind of like the mother too like rhythm so you have father yeah. mother Mm-hmm. Child and that's a trinity in more than one way. Like that's the yeah, that's the most I have basic heard that family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. That's so like I, I think when I started to follow your idea when you were talking about the layers, it's because this one thing I've, I've seen recently, like even in, like in reading the Bible, is like I I started to see this parallel, like in looking for even just trying to watch for parallels and similarities and things, but like I started to see this parallel between um. The, uh, okay, so uh, father and mother and king and country. Does that make sense? Like father is king, mother is the mother is country. Yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. where you came from. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and but it, it's weird. And like that's what I was talking to my cousin John Bell. You know, yeah. And I was like, and the more I just keep pulling the lens back, like so you 
zoom into the family structure and you have father and mother and then even like children so you have son which would be like if you have and then you look at king that's princes um, mother daughters you have daughter villages that surround the the city basically daughter villages that are outside and then different I guess princes that would rule those like you just keep taking the lens back and then I'm like then you get back to creation in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth so I'm like the heavens father earth mother mother earth I mean we it's like kind of a common term anyway so it's like like I get what you're saying in those ideas those layers and it's like but they keep going like and to see that parallel as like okay mother mother earth mother like the church or the, the city I live in or the, well the well I guess I mean doesn't I mean keep you you keep either drawing the lens back or zooming in say mother earth and like the United States then like my state then my city then my church and then my house and then my actual mother and then like those yeah, the other like the parallel runs between all of them and the same idea for all of them is there when you think about those ideas it's almost certainly the same um, cluster of neurons in your brain that you're traversing it gets really complicated it's hard to follow like, uh, like they're, they're likely kind of compressed into the same neural space <laughs> okay yeah. the same matter the same chunk of nodes in your brain are all being used for those like they're being reused for all of those ideas probably like the same neurons fire when you think about a country as when you think about mother like all those all those layers are compressed into the same space in your brain is same it, physical like, space is it helpful to and then your body's just kind of like to kind of i don't know that deconstruct like is the right word but to look at all look at those things in that way because and your mom's killing, um she's killing it. Yeah. Uh, i told natalie it was this weird and i don't know that it's, it almost seems like it could be somewhat destructive in that way i was thinking about when i had chickens and just like uh, in in this country so i had chickens right i had male like roosters and i had hens and i had roosters like plural so like in this in this country we have like even right now in the election like let's just say there's two roosters you know republican democrat but i had this problem where my roosters would fight but then they took it out on the hens instead mm. of each other and they started killing my hens wow so i shot both roosters <laughs> like and that was that was my so i'm like wow. then thinking about our country like with the two political sides i was like yeah. like i was just like there's part of me it's republican Dev- republican democrat like i just want to shoot both roosters because they're tearing apart the head like are they ripping apart the mother, the country. Uh, I brought, we the, both have one I don't know. Oh, wow. But you yeah. see all the parallels and you start to notice them and you're like, and then is it helpful <laughs> to look at things in that way? Or like, what about when my father is beating my mother? It's like, what about when the king is abusing the country? Like, what do you do in that scenario? Like, I don't know. Is it helpful to look at things that way? Or is it it's dangerous? <laughs> it hit me really hard. It, He's like, "Hello." Uh, when I when I realized that the 
the roosters and the, and the, the hens. The hens were the country that, that yeah. you might say the, the kings are destroying the country. Yeah. Because they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really get that in other countries because you normally have one king, but. Man. That is pretty wild. And it's interesting that you had an experience that mapped directly onto that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean when you, like, you're talking about and realizing those layers. And, like, so it's the idea of father and that manifests here and here and here and here and here. And then and then when you realize that, I don't know. Like, to me, to me personally, it's helpful to see things that way. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, as society, is that helpful? Or would that cause us to... Uh, like react wrong in a sense because I don't know that killing both roosters Mm. like when I did it at my house like you know that was I went and shot them both and it's like that but like to actually do that in this scenario it's like would that actually be helpful for the correct course one one way I mean we want to know if it's useful Mm -hmm. it's likely useful as an artist because you can express ideas to people without them knowing that you're expressing those ideas yeah yeah